Hey guys, we want to highlight one of our sponsors, Clean Craft. Clean Craft carbonated beverages are created with hemp extract, nootropics, and other real simple ingredients, including filtered water, juice concentrates, pure ginger, and cane sugar. All Clean Craft beverages are non-alcoholic, THC-free, and made with 100% USA hemp, and they're currently offered in lime, ginger, and cola. Yes, you guys, these are my favorite non-alcoholic beverages. They're ready to drink in a can, and I love the mix of the nootropics as well as the hemp extract because it's designed to power your mood like an alcoholic beverage might, but without the side effects of an alcoholic drink so you can party with these still feel like you can fit in have fun you've got something to drink and we've got a special discount for you guys yeah so when you go to their website which is www.cleancraft.com you can punch in our promo code that is soul and that gets you five percent off your orders and free shipping enjoy Hey guys, welcome to the Social Soul Podcast. It's Haley. And I'm Jess. And today we're here to give you a little bit of a life update before we dive into today's episode. Yes. So what's been going on with you, Haley? Um, I'm actually really excited. So you know this, but did you see Dustin and I won a year's supply of Natamu ice cream? Yes. Literally so exciting. I actually haven't <laughs> spoke to you guys about this yet. I totally no. forgot. Uh, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, so you helped me film the video Dustin submitted because not a moo, so it's dairy-free ice cream. We love them. We spend so much money on them. And they had like a 15th birthday celebration and they were doing, you can win a free year worth of ice cream. So we recorded this video and you helped me record it and Dustin put on some outrageous outfit and was (laughs) wild. And we submitted the video, but we didn't win their birthday giveaway And then they decided to do like a second giveaway where if we ordered ice cream online, they were going to choose two winners like between people who had ordered between certain dates. So when we got our ice cream delivery, it actually came in like their special box. So I like opened the door for the delivery guy and I was like, oh, cool. Our ice cream's here. And Dustin looked and he was like, oh, my God, I think that's the box because they had posted on Instagram like if this shows up on your doorstep you're gonna like you won free ice cream for a year so he's like he's on a work call and I'm like we're opening this ice cream box and then we get inside and then there's like congratulations you want a year of free ice cream and it was like the most exciting thing ever the video that you posted of this moment was so funny because the (laughs) box was sitting in front of Dustin and your commentary you're like oh my god we just won free ice cream and Dustin's like no 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 no, don't say it yet don't say it yet because he hadn't opened the box (laughs) he didn't want to get his hopes up that was the best yeah yeah it was great and then we opened it and he was like a little kid he was like oh so how know. does it how does it work then? So basically they'll email us um an order form on a regular basis and then we get to order our ice cream and then they just uh, okay. they deliver it. It's weird because I was like, how the hell do you deliver ice cream? Like this is weird, right? Yeah. Um, but they send it in like dry ice packages. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. Well, like I used to order like frozen meat from a company. Oh and yeah. So yeah, they would ship it with dry ice too. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. But that's super exciting. So exciting. Not yeah. a moo. Huge shout out to Not a Moo because they're yeah. a amazing hopefully there'll be a sponsor one day we love them yep someday they will be <laughs> not hopefully they will be <laughs> what what is new with you um not much happened this past uh week and a half for me because I was working a lot more than usual because I picked up some shifts for a co-worker that was um spending time with a friend so I was just trying to survive through that mm-hmm. and it definitely of course ended in me going through a flare which was to be expected but fucking terrible yeah um so the last two days I was just like out yeah feeling like shit um but other than that let's see my boyfriend Steven finally met my parents that was so exciting well he met my mom briefly like a month and a half ago but um when he like picked me up from my house but he hadn't met my dad yet. And, you know, that's like the big yes. deal when yes. you're the girl. <laughs> so he had dinner with me and my parents the other night and it went great. And my dad loves him. So I'm very happy about it. I'm excited for you. <laughs> I know. That's good. It's really good. Yeah, it's really good. And then other than that, I think in one of our past life updates, 
um, I think it was a life update where we were talking about, or no, it wasn't a life update. It was in our last episode, we were talking about how I'm ambidextrous. Yes. And me playing baseball has always been hard because I don't know what hand to catch with. Okay. So I feel like an idiot for even saying that on that episode. Wait, did Steven call you out? (laughs) Okay. So my boyfriend, Steven, is a baseball player, just a heads up. And afterwards, I texted him and I was like, hey, we need to like play catch so I can figure out what hand I catch a ball with. And he goes, well, what hand do you throw the ball with? And I was like, my right. He's like, so then you catch (laughs) with your left. And I was like, oh, Oh. (laughs) yeah, I knew that. Like, (laughs) clearly you catch the ball with the glove and then you throw. But don't you throw sometimes with your left hand? Like we were talking about your beer pong skills. I can, but my right is still my preferred. Okay, So... I felt like a total idiot. I mean, at least you got him to be like, hey, we don't have to go practice. Like, yeah, I, I know the answer. That. <laughs> that so funny. Though. That's why he's a coach. Exactly. But That's yeah, really that cool. was my uh, blonde moment that I had last week, apparently. <laughs> and you heard it here live yeah. on the Social Soul So podcast. I just wanted to give you guys an update that I did realize I was an idiot when I said that. And I did get it cleared up and figured out. So <laughs> <laughs> from this point forward, I catch with my left and I throw with my right. That's so funny. <laughs> Other than that, um, next week I'm starting NADIV therapy for my tick-borne illness. So super excited about that. Um, Hopefully it doesn't make me feel like shit, but most things do at first. But I'm excited to give updates on that as Mm -hmm. I go because I know some of our listeners will be really interested in hearing how that's going for me. Have you done this kind of treatment before? No. Okay. Brand new I know you've done IVs before. Yeah. Okay. I've done... um, other IVs, I've done like a Myers cocktail IV, which is a pretty um, standard, typical one. Um, it's basically just like an immune support IV. This one is for like mitochondrial regeneration. So for your like cells and stuff. Mm-hmm. Supposed to help with um, my brain fog, my short-term memory loss, um, all of that. That's cool. Neurological shit that still sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so That's exciting. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um. I just want to tell you guys one last funny story before we leave because (laughs) this was like the highlight of my last week. So I went to the beach last week um, down in Seattle and I'm not freaking kidding you. There was a naked man on the beach and it was the funniest thing I have ever experienced in my entire life. I'm like sitting out on my floaty with my friend and I was like, Ashley, I'm pretty sure I just saw like a naked guy walk away and he had walked like behind a building. And I'm like, I'm pretty positive he was naked. Like I saw his ass. Uh, and then he walks back and he, lo and behold, he is naked. And apparently like in Seattle, there are some like nude beaches. So this may have been fully acceptable for him to do, but he was the only naked man on the beach. There were tons of kids around, which I'm like, this can't be legal. And then he literally, he like bent over, like ass in the air, bent over. It was just the funniest fucking thing I've ever experienced. Okay. First off, where are the nude beaches? Because I want to go. Uh, <laughs> That's my first question for anybody in Seattle. Because um, I didn't even know we had nude beaches here. Well, I... I'm like, is it a nude beach if there's only one nude person on the beach? I don't like, think so. I think he got the wrong beach that day. Yeah. Maybe he was trying to find the nude beach. And well, he somebody up the said, wrong one. so we were at Madison Park Beach, which apparently there is a nude beach right there and there are nude beaches around there. So I'm like, maybe I was at the nude beach and I didn't know. Interesting. Yeah. Um, What's funny is when you posted about that on Instagram that you had seen a naked man, I was going through my Instagram stories and another one of my friends who was down in Seattle that same day down by Pike Place posted a video of a naked guy walking through Pike Place. And I was like, that's definitely illegal. I was like, is this the same guy? Oh, my God. I wonder if it's the same person. Probably. Right. Unless there's two naked men running free that day. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure it was probably a different person because (laughs) I'm like that what one person walking around naked like I could just Seattle's a weird place it was just uh Seattle is there's a lot of homeless people down right there too it was crazy yeah so, that's yeah, highlight of my week. I definitely don't think I've ever seen a nude man in Seattle yeah so 
I was like, there is no way this is legal, but nobody said anything to him. So, well, yeah. Fun times. Freaking weird. (laughs) Summer in Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So on that note, let's dive into today's episode. I like to think of social media as just like this incredible platform that we have, but like something that we also kind of have to set some ground rules around and kind of utilize in a way that like helps us feel good and helps us like achieve what it is that we're hoping to achieve when we get onto social media. So that being said, I think like the number one benefit of social media is the connection piece. Like that's why we're all on there, right? Oh, completely. Community, connection, being able to relate to other people and just talk to other people that you normally wouldn't get the chance to even know, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just crazy that you can have friends across the world now. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious, like when you think about social media in like your community, can you tell me like how that has kind of grown for you over the years as you've like shifted how you use social media? Um, I'd say, let's see if I can explain this correctly. I apologize. I have some brain fog today, you guys. So if I sound a little dumb at times, that's because my brain's trying to shut down on me. (laughs) But, um, so I kind of have grown a community on social media because do you kind of want me to like tell my story a little bit? Well, yeah, because I feel like for you, it's really cool because I know that you found community in social media before you even started using your own social media as a platform to create community. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's true. Okay. So what happened was, um, I got really, really sick with, um, an illness that I didn't, I didn't know what it was at the time. Didn't Mm -hmm. know what was going on. Um, and nobody else, in my life that was close to me that like in person in life um knew what was going on Mm -hmm. either or could like lend me any guidance on figuring it out and you know obviously I was seeing doctors but they weren't that helpful either because they didn't know what was wrong with me Mm -hmm. um and so I started just searching like hashtags on social media yeah um of like the symptoms that I was experiencing Mm Which is genius. So smart. (laughs) And I started coming across all of these people who were sharing their health journeys super publicly on social media and talking a lot about like, oh, this happened to me the other day. And I would read this story and I'd be like, holy crap, that's exactly what happened to me Mm -hmm. like the other day. And so I started just direct messaging um, all of these random people on social media being like, okay, I saw that you experienced this. I experienced this too. Like, can you give me some insight on like what is happening? You know, like tell me a little bit about your story and how you figured things out. And it just got to the point where I was coming across, um, because you know how social media, once you start following one thing, it just automatically starts popping up everything related to that one thing that you're searching. Yeah, like you (laughs) click follow and then it suggests like 8 million other accounts to follow. Exactly. So thank God for that because it makes it really easy to go down a good rabbit hole Mm -hmm. of trying to figure things out. Um, So yeah, I was in everybody's DMs asking a million questions. And at this point, my social media was basically non-existent. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had some random pictures from parties and weird moments in my life, but I was not at all really active on social media, but I was messaging all these people. They were giving me insight. I started to realize that a lot of the people that were having similar issues with me, um, were battling chronic Lyme disease mm-hmm. and something called mast cell activation syndrome. So started just to continue to search those hashtags and talk to people and ended up getting the notion. I was like, this might be what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. And so those people really helped me out because I ended up searching for a Lyme literate doctor and asking her, hey, can you test me for this? Because I think this might be going on. Mm -hmm. The crazy part to that is that I came to that conclusion on my own. Mm -hmm. No doctor ever mentioned Lyme disease to me. Yep. You know, (laughs) and that's just like the really shitty part Mm -hmm. to it all. Um, But yeah, I got tested and ended up having three co-infections of Lyme disease, also ended up having mast cell activation syndrome, Mm -hmm. also ended up having mold toxicity, which was another one I saw from a lot of people on there. Yeah. So it was just very weird how social media 
gave me all of those answers. Mm-hmm. Um, but fast forward, once I got these diagnoses of everything that these other people had been sharing about, I was like, okay, I feel like I'm in a pay it forward situation now. Yep. All of these people were sharing their struggles so publicly, which at the time I was not. I was terrified. Mm-hmm. But now they helped me figure out what's wrong with me. Yep. I need to start sharing my journey, sharing my struggles so that my journey can help somebody else find their way. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I really just was like, okay, it's time to just be real public on yeah. here. It's time to be real vulnerable. Yeah. And it was terrifying. I still remember the first post I ever did yeah on social media it was a gym selfie because you know those are hot <laughs> and <laughs> clearly I wasn't a pro at what kind of pictures to post yet uh. but I had not posted anything about the health issues and anything mm-hmm. I had been going on and I posted this gym selfie with an explanation of like what I had been going through for the past few months and what I was at the time thinking was happening yeah and it was terrifying. It took me like two hours <laughs> to write just it, <laughs> writing it and staring at my phone, uh, like trying to press publish mm-hmm. because I was like, this is so vulnerable. I've yeah. never posted anything so vulnerable before. Yeah. How are people going to react? Are people going to hate me for it? Yeah. Like, but I just had to get over it because I knew the deep down the purpose that I was doing it for. Mm-hmm. And let's be real. Everybody has haters. Everybody's yep. going to have people that don't agree with mm-hmm. what you're doing. The same reason people love you will be the same reason people hate yeah. you. And I will constantly say that yeah. <laughs> as a reminder to myself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I started sharing. And that from that point forward, I had other people messaging me, asking me questions. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, this is cool mm-hmm. because this is like full circle. Yeah. Now I'm able to help somebody else who's lost and give them those answers yep. that I was looking for a year ago. It's so powerful. So powerful. You know, one thing I was kind of thinking as you were talking is I just remember like kind of in high school with social media and like early college days, like before we were using social media the way that we are, I used to hear people say, it's Facebook, not your diary. And just kind of when you were talking about sharing so vulnerably and writing something out that takes you two hours, I'm kind of like, it is kind of like a diary post and we've kind of been told that that's like not what you use social media for. And it's just interesting that it's like you tell your truth and you tell your story on social media and somebody, their first reaction is to criticize you for doing that. But I think it's incredible that you knew that you had like an obligation to kind of pay it forward and speak up and share your story for the other people. And I just think that that's really cool. That's so funny, though, that you say that, because I remember before I went through any of the health struggles and stuff, I would see people post vulnerably on Mm -hmm. social media. And to me, it would come off like like they were weak or Mm -hmm. like I would always I was that person that instantly judged them and criticized them Mm -hmm. and. At the time, I didn't know that I was being a complete bitch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. But but now looking back at it, I'm like, I would never give that response to yeah. somebody if they chose to share something publicly. Yeah. And you're so right. It is like a diary. Yeah. And it's so much easier because your diary has a picture with it now. <laughs> and you don't have to remember to do it, you know, before you go to bed. I don't even, mm-hmm. know, I don't even think I ever actually had a real diary. To I think honest. I did when I was young. And honest, I mean, I think, yes, like sometimes like journaling and like social media is different because like you can be alone with those thoughts. Yeah. Um, But I also just, I totally lost my train of thought. You'd think I have brain fog <laughs> My brain fog's rubbing off on her. No. Okay. No, I know what I was going to say. It's like, we kind of have viewed social media as this thing, like this place to share our lives online, but like only to a certain extent, like only what people feel comfortable with, Mm -hmm. like only what people are comfortable hearing and seeing, like they want to see pictures of what you're doing. But like, I just think that it's so much more empowering to use social media to be truly yourself and share your experience versus just this surface level stuff you know exactly and there's power in vulnerability which Mm -hmm. I never understood before either like I said somebody would post something vulnerable I would think it looked weak now I see somebody post vulnerable and I'm like that is a strong fucking person Mm -hmm. the fact that they could share that on here Mm -hmm. and like stand 
buy it. Mm -hmm. And that is so powerful. And I hope that people can kind of learn that there's more power in the vulnerability than there is weakness at yeah, all. So for sure. And I can, I kind of feel like a similar experience as far as like sharing my experience with not drinking. Mm-hmm. Well, and also sharing my experience with drinking and how I was feeling while I was drinking and why I was doing it. Because the only reason I decided to stop drinking was because somebody else shared on social media and it finally put like a voice to how I was feeling and what I was thinking. And it gave me the validation I needed to do something different. And, you know, when I get messages from people now, like, I really appreciate when you share those things. I've been struggling. Mm -hmm. Like, I really hate drinking, but I feel like I should to be social, you know, just being able to like give a voice to those people who who maybe aren't around other people who are empowering them to do certain things or to look at through a certain lens or ask themselves certain questions. Like you said, like you didn't have anybody around you who was experiencing the same symptoms or anything. Mm-hmm. So nobody could understand. And that's just, I think one of the coolest things about social media, but I also think it kind of comes with a con because it's like you open up And we kind of talked about the judgment yeah, and like the fear of being judged. So I'm actually curious um, if you have any specific moments of judgment Um, that you've received from people that you would be willing to share. You don't have to give like names or anything like that, obviously, but I mean, I've been grateful to only have a few, like I'm sure people judge in their brains and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had a few people come at me with feedback and so cute you called it feedback you're so sweet (laughs) Um, and one that really stands out to me so right now I actually help host a page called 1000 hours dry and it's an alcohol free page where we help people take control and like go 42 days alcohol free hence the name 1000 hours 42 days um but I made an introduction video the first day that I was hosting on that page and my experience with drinking is a lot different than a lot of people who have battled addiction or that might call themselves an alcoholic and my experience is more of I'm a gray area drinker and I just kind of woke up one day and was like fuck this I don't want to do this anymore like why am I doing this to myself and obviously I had like my own battles with it um but when I posted my introduction video that day somebody commented with like an angry emoji and I was like okay wait a second what's this and instantly my heart starts racing so angry at this girl for being sober (laughs) I'm so angry Uh, um And keep in mind, this wasn't on my personal page either. This is like, I'm in front of like 13,000 people, like, which is terrifying because my audience is way smaller than that. Um, And she comments and she goes, this made me mad. And she was like, there are truly people who have been to the bottom. And like, this just pisses me off. I think that she's doing this to gain popularity. And I was like, okay, bitch. (laughs) Um, No, I did not reply like that. I actually apologized. I said, I'm sorry that it makes you feel this way. This is just my personal experience. And if somebody else hadn't spoke out the way that they had, I'd probably still be battling myself on a Saturday morning where I told myself I didn't want to get drunk and then I got too drunk. So I'm going to share my story. Like, it doesn't invalidate your experience. It Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that... Like you're any less than because we have different experiences, but this is mine. And I know that other people need to hear this story. So that's like one thing that I struggled with. Somebody just thinking I was doing it for attention and popularity. And I'm like, there's so much more to me sharing my story than that. You well, know, there is. And everybody's journey is different. And you like, just because somebody shares their journey, you're right. It doesn't mean that your journey doesn't mean the same thing. You know, like mm-hmm. everybody's journey is powerful. It's all going to be different. I think by you saying like her whole comment brings up so many feelings in me because she's saying, okay, well, people have hit rock bottom. You Mm -hmm. haven't hit rock bottom. So why are you like acting like this is such a significant thing in your Mm -hmm. life? It's like the reason you're sharing your story is so that other people don't have to hit Rick. Mm-hmm. Rock, I keep saying Rick, Rick bottom. bottom. <laughs> Wait, uh, Rick bottom. It's actually like it's from SpongeBob or something. I don't know. He's the sponsor of our podcast. Rick, Rick bottom. bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He is now the sponsor of our podcast. Okay. <laughs> you're sharing so that people don't have to hit mm-hmm. rock bottom. And that's a big part of why I share too. Yes. I definitely hit 
my own level of rock bottom, I would say, yeah, it could have been a lot worse. But to me, it felt rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Everybody's rock bottom's different, too. It is. And I share so that I can help people avoid that rock bottom. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody else ever to get to that low point that I was mm-hmm. at. You don't want anybody else to ever wake up on that morning and regret the night before. Mm-hmm. Because they feel like they need to drink because everybody else is. Exactly. Like, and it's just crazy to me, too, that you were having all of these feelings, but you weren't able to pinpoint exactly like what your step was to fix those feelings until you came across that social media no, seriously. post from that girl. And it's just because of everything that I had been conditioned and led to believe mm-hmm. just about alcohol and people who don't drink and why people don't drink. And like the only reason I couldn't drink is because you're pregnant or you're an alcoholic. Right. Like yeah. literally I tell people I don't drink in the first what are you pregnant like that's the first question and then I think about just conditioning growing up and all of that so it's cool that we can use our stories to give a voice to those people who don't have their voice yet Mm -hmm. and then what's cool is when they get to pay that forward exactly exactly Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah power and community that's definitely one of the huge pros to social media you had a few other pros that you wanted to talk about too before we kind of dive deeper into the cons I know we've already kind of brought them up a little bit along the way just because the conversation flows yeah like we covered judgment like that's a huge one um I mean I also think that there's just so much opportunity with social media if you can think about it as a platform to to inform your audience or to educate your audience or to connect with your audience like You can literally use social media to build a brand for yourself. And I just think that's the coolest thing ever. And then it's like, if your audience needs certain things or is struggling with certain things, well, how can you help support them in that? And Mm -hmm. you can also use that as a way to support yourself because it's like, I think sometimes people think like social media is easy, but I feel like if you're putting your time and your energy into sharing so vulnerably and like everything that we do, it's okay to ask for something in return Mm -hmm. from your audience. But as long as it's something that you know your audience needs, you know? Exactly. So I think it just gives us a really great platform. There's a lot of opportunities that have came for me personally. Mm -hmm. You know, I started to share my story and then I had all of not only just these random people who were struggling reaching out to me, but I had organizations and foundations yes. and brands that were reaching out to me that were wanting to highlight my story because it fits well with what they're doing on social media. And that just maximizes your exposure. Mm-hmm. You're able and to gets, reach yeah, more people. You reach more people. You get mm-hmm. to work with um, hopefully a brand that you believe in. There's yes. definitely people out there that work with <laughs> brands and stuff that yes. are questionable. Yeah. <laughs> But I know me and you, we only team up with brands and foundations and organizations and stuff that we really feel are true to our heart. Yeah. But that just brings in the right audience to us, too. Mm -hmm. When we do that, it brings in the people that we truly want to help. Mm -hmm. So a lot of opportunity in that. Yeah. And I do want to be clear, too, like when it comes to exposure, like exposure isn't about being popular or being liked. It's about connecting with other people Mm -hmm. who need to hear what you have to say. And so, yes, if you can be exposed to more people, that gives you more opportunity to share your story and help somebody else. So exactly. I mean, we wouldn't mind the blue check mark, but (laughs) (laughs) I think I've got a long way to go. (laughs) It's far off in the future. I would give you a blue check mark if I I was able to. (laughs) I would give you a blue check mark. You know, see, we don't even need them now because we have them with from each other. It's yeah. there needs to be a blue check mark emoji that I can add into my Instagram bio. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But oh. you're right though. For us it hasn't been about reaching the maximum number of people. It's been about reaching that right audience that yeah. we can actually connect with mm-hmm. because we do connect with as many people as we can. We will reply to your comments. We will message you back, you know, to the best of our abilities. I will say I'm not the best at it sometimes because I go through many days where my just brain is not right. Yeah. And it's not because I don't want to respond to Mm -hmm. your message or respond to your comments. It's just, I don't like half-assing it. Yep. So I won't respond to somebody's message if I feel like my head is not fully invested in it. Mm -hmm. So I've actually had to explain that to people sometimes because I feel like people have messaged me. It's gone like 
four days yeah. and I haven't replied yet. I'm still posting on social media, mm-hmm. right? But then I'll message them and I'll be like, I'm so sorry. I haven't replied yet. Like, I just want to make sure I can sit down and like give you a properly like invested heartfelt response because I do care that much well and I think people will respond well to that as long as you can be clear Mm -hmm. but I also think that that kind of leads to boundaries around social media like I feel like this can be something that is a con if you don't set solid boundaries for yourself um so I'm kind of curious like do you feel like you have certain boundaries surrounding so social media like aside from like when you reply to messages? Um, let's see. It's a good question. I feel like I just have boundaries in the way that I interact with people. Okay. So a lot of my, like, well, I already said the message one, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, I do have boundaries with myself when people like begin arguments mm-hmm. or like disheartening things yeah. on social media. It's, I would say not only just to me, but if I see it on social media in general. So I don't have that much energy or brain power in general because of the illness that I battle. So when you get on social media and you're seeing all of this negative stuff Mm -hmm. constantly and constantly and constantly, that's a reminder like, okay, get myself off of social media. Mm -hmm. And I will still in my heart want to be on my social media, still wanting to message people and connecting with people. But you know, if you're on social media as much as we are, you will end up scrolling. Mm -hmm. You will end up seeing a bunch of other things. Even if you're just trying to only go on there to message people. I know it's like 8 million things going on. Yeah. And so I have to put boundaries on myself. Like when there's a big political event or some sort of big thing happening in the world, you Mm -hmm. know how social media is. It just gets overrun by that one thing that's Mm -hmm. happening. And don't get me wrong. I love learning about it and I love watching it, Mm -hmm. but I will only give myself a certain amount of time for it because it will completely screw me up emotionally. Mm Mm-hmm. Which for me, when my emotions start to run wild, my physical symptoms start to run wild. It's just like a domino effect. Mm -hmm. So I have to be super careful and allow myself only a certain amount of time to look at stuff like that Mm -hmm. on social media. Yeah. I think you brought up a couple good points there of like how easy it is to get sucked in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But also just like paying attention to how you're feeling and Mm -hmm. like honoring that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I know for me, sometimes when I start to notice myself like comparing or feeling like I'm behind or feeling like I'm failing. I have to take a step back and say, okay, what is it that I'm consuming? And why am I letting myself continue to consume this? Like maybe it's time to put my phone away for a while and really just get clear on how I want to feel and be intentional about it. And why don't I create something that feels good for me instead mm-hmm. of consuming this content that is making me feel less than? Exactly. That's you a know? perfect way to put it. Yeah. And I just, I feel like that's one of the negative sides of social media is that it can be used as a way to compare yourself. For sure. I'm kind of curious your thoughts. On well, that. I heard the quote one time that, you know, people always say the grass is always greener on the other side, you know, Mm -hmm. but like a good quote for social media specifically is like the grass may look greener, but it's also fake. Yes. And like, I know for me too, I do try to share some of my bigger struggles Mm -hmm. because I know that if I share only the good, only the happy, that's not my real life. Yeah. People won't relate. Yeah. People can't relate to that. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Okay. This is a cute picture of me and I have a cute caption, but it's like, what is that really giving Mm -hmm. to my audience? So I will, if I have a bad day, I will make sure I document it in some way so that most of my followers are people with chronic illness. They can relate to that and they'll be like, okay, yeah, you know, she doesn't look sick. Like the majority of people with chronic illness don't look sick. Yeah. So, but here she is posting this like really weak moment that she had today. Mm -hmm. I think you do a really good job of that. Like through yes posts on your page but also your Instagram stories like I feel like you never hesitate to come on and say this is how I'm feeling today I feel like shit I've napped I've slept like I feel like you do a really good job but I also think that kind of comes back to the vulnerability side of things like it's important to be vulnerable 
But then also the fear of judgment. Like oh, what, for sure. what are people going to say if I show up in this way, mm-hmm. but coming back to why you're sharing that way, because I'd rather follow somebody who's real than somebody who's freaking fake. Exactly. You know, I mean, to- I've had times where I've literally been on the floor of my room, bawling my eyes out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, your average person would hide that from the world. Mm-hmm. But I force myself sometimes. I'm like, I'm just going to take an Instagram story real yeah. quick. I'm just going to try to express what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know somebody else is having this moment today. Yeah. I know somebody else is going to see this Instagram story and be like, oh my God, like she's having a rough time too. Just like I am. I feel validated. I feel seen. Alone. I feel heard. Yes. I'm not alone in this. Yeah. But it's hard because nobody likes taking a video of themselves crying or being at a weak moment like yeah. that. It's really freaking tough. It's hard to do that in front of people. Exactly. In general. So mm-hmm. to post it to 3,000, 4,000 people yeah. on social media, it's scary, but Terrifying. also I do feel like it's a little bit easier sometimes because it's still a moment with yourself mm-hmm. that you're then just like recording and sharing. And I honestly, re- I think I remind myself of that often that I feel like my Instagram feed is a lot for myself too, mm-hmm. because it is like my personal diary. Yeah. Like it is a showcase of the shit that I've gone through yes. the last few years. Oh, I like it. Showcase the shit. Yeah. Showcase the shit. <laughs> Hashtag showcase the Hashtag. shit. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> we just made that. Um, but yeah, you know, like this is a way for me to look back. I can look back two years ago at my Instagram and you can see like this girl was fucking, I was going through it mm-hmm. and I can fast forward to now and I can see that progress. Like, and I have documentation of all of the things I've tried, like mm-hmm. treatment wise, how much I've changed my diet. Like I have documentation of all of that now. And don't you amazing. think that's going to be so empowering to the person who is struggling with their health? They come to your page. Maybe they see like your first nine tiles and they're like, she's got it together. Mm-hmm. But if you scroll back, they're going to see every single thing that you have been through, that you have struggled with, that you have experienced, and maybe not everything, Mm -hmm. but like the highlights of it. And it's going to show them like she went from this to this. Exactly. And I I can find the strength to do that too. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I do at times actually go back down my Instagram feed and try to like reshare something from two years ago. Mm -hmm. Like one of my terrible moments from two years ago, because I'm like, this is just another chance for people to see like, oh, she was that terrible two years ago. But like now she's, you know, doing a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Nowhere near (laughs) good, but a little bit better. So that can give me hope. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. really cool. Um, So do you ever feel like a pressure to kind of be perfect or a certain way on social media or to even just show up on social media? Like, do you feel any sort of pressure? I don't feel a pressure to be perfect at all. And I think that is a large part of the audience that I've surrounded myself with. Yeah. I mean, they are all about watching me be vulnerable. So it makes it really easy to be real. Yep. But I do feel the pressure of showing up. Yeah. Um, especially with having my bad days, you know, sometimes I just am not in the headspace to try to create content or try to think of something to post. And it feels like I'm slacking or like I'm not showing up for Mm -hmm. the people that are wanting to see it. And so I do put a lot of pressure on myself for that example of that was the fundraiser that I put on this year. Mm hmm that entire month, I probably had the worst month of the year. Yeah. That month that I did that fundraiser Mm -hmm. and I was just like, this is wonderful. This Mm -hmm. is perfect timing. (laughs) Like I have this huge fundraiser I want to do. And so it put a lot of stress on me emotionally because I was like, I know how much more I could be doing. Well, it means a lot to you. Yeah. And it means a lot to me for sure. I know how much more I could be putting into this, but I just don't have the energy. And so I just have to remind myself and like, give myself that space to be like it's okay like Mm -hmm. you don't need to show up every day you don't need to do this if you're not in the space to be able to do it Mm -hmm. people will understand and like a good example of that was I didn't go on my zoom calls for a month because I just work was taking a lot out of me Mm -hmm. there was a lot of other things going on in my life and that every time that zoom call hit 
I just wasn't in the headspace. I was, you know, having to do something else to take care of myself mm-hmm. and I couldn't make it. I went on to my Zoom call um, just recently and they were all like, how are you doing? Where have you been? We've missed you. And mm-hmm. it was just like so refreshing it's because it's like here I have this whole community that's been like, we see, you know, that you maybe have been having a rough time. You've not mm-hmm. been showing up normal. We don't care that you're not showing up. We just want to make sure you're okay. Mm-hmm. And that was just a good reminder for me to be like, this is the right community that I've mm-hmm. gotten myself into. Like this yeah. feels so good. Like they care. Yeah. They well, truly do care. Yeah. And I think that's kind of one of the things with social media is once you start showing up and building an audience, like people do expect you to show up. For sure. And they'll notice when you don't. So how do you feel about that though? When like the way that you do everything, I mean, I know you probably feel that pressure too. Yeah. I think sometimes for me, it's more of like a pressure to like succeed, Mm -hmm. but also a pressure, a pressure I put on myself to be liked. Like, I want people to like me. I want to feel understood. That's a common thing. We Mm -hmm. all as humans want other people to like us. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like sometimes, like, I'll feel, like, down about myself. Like, if I realize, like, oh, like, this friend of mine hasn't liked a single one of my photos, I'll be like, cool. Like, do they hate me? Do they think I'm annoying? Like, what Mm -hmm. the hell? Um. But I always come back to kind of the community that I'm building because I'm like, okay, well, who cares if this friend didn't like it? Like all of these people that are new to my community and are new to my circle, like they support me, they stand by me. And like, ultimately that's why I share on social media. You know, we kind of talked about that. It's like we're building this new community. Um, But I also feel like, like pressure to succeed and to be successful. And I really feel like, This is kind of aside from social media, but sometimes I feel like if I'm offline or I'm not like replying to DMs or I haven't posted for the day or whatever, I'll be like, okay, you're not doing enough. Like you need to do more. And sometimes I have a hard time like stepping away from that and just being like, it's okay to just like live your life, you know? So I feel like that's one of the biggest things for me. What are some ways that you do step away? Um, so I, I'm so thankful because I'm working with a business coach right now and I kind of talked to her about this. I was like, you know, if I sit down to watch an episode of Gilmore Girls in the middle of the day, I find myself like feeling guilty about it. And like I find myself like wanting to work, feeling like I needed to do more. And she suggested setting a schedule for myself and setting some restrictions around social media. So on my phone, I actually like went to the settings of my phone into my I don't know what section it was, um, like the social or like the app usage section mm-hmm. of my phone. And I set limits for social media so I can only be on there for a certain amount of hours out of the day. And when I reach that maximum, a notification pops up on my phone and it's like you've reached your limit. I can choose to ignore the limit if I want, but it's kind of like in my face. And it's like you you've been on social media this amount of time today it's time to unplug. So it's kind of like a forced boundary that I set for myself. Um, and then I also will like unplug for a certain amount of hours. Um, honestly, it's something I'm still working on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just kind of boundaries like that. That makes sense. And it seems like it would be super, super helpful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's nice because it's like I'm not tracking it on my own and my phone's like, hey, you've been on here for like five hours already today. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, right. You know, so I just love how the phones like tell you your screen time now and like mm-hmm. what app, like I will say Instagram is my highest on for my sure. app list every single mm-hmm. time. I just love Instagram. Same. Shout out to Instagram. <laughs> Except they're now owned by Facebook, which fuck Facebook. I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not a fan. You know, one thing though that I will say is like, I spend a lot of time on Instagram, but I also spend a lot of time creating on Instagram because like I take all of my videos typically through Instagram stories. So the whole time I'm working out, I'm actually on Instagram because I'm like recording videos. So that just bumps up your screen time like it crazy. does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's kind of cool because like I, at least I know I'm creating, mm-hmm. not just like scrolling for during sure. all of that. And then I also reply to messages and yeah, all that. So. What are some other things we had on our list? 
Um, we're going to talk about kind of like the educational side of social media for sure. I feel like we've kind of bounced all over the place with yeah. this, but kind of gone from like pros to cons to pros to cons. There are a lot of them. But yeah, I mean, it's really easy. <laughs> We're having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, educational could be, what are some examples that you have for educational stuff? Well, I think like, so there are so many coaches, therapists, fitness instructors, like doctors, nutritionists, mm-hmm. like all of these people on social media. So, and they're posting content. Yeah. So you can literally get educated in whatever area you need. Like you said, when you were trying to figure out what was wrong with you, you started searching hashtags Mm -hmm. that helped you figure out what was wrong with you. So it's like, it can be such a great way to get educated in the things that you need more insight on, you know, you just have to look for it. And there's so many doctors that I follow on Instagram from around the world. There's doctors in Switzerland and Germany. And like, I would have never known about those doctors. Mm -hmm. I would have never gotten to hear their views on Lyme disease if I didn't have social media. When you think about the views on Lyme disease in America. Exactly. Compared to like other countries, like that's probably so nice for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in Switzerland is like one of the top, I feel like, healthiest countries in the world, too. So their doctors are just on a whole nother level Mm -hmm. from the U.S. (laughs) Oh, man. That's really cool. But yeah, I I get so much good information from them. Mm -hmm. It's pretty amazing. Um, You've also found some like other like Lyme kind of communities through social media. I know Generation Lyme is like one of them. Yeah, so Generation Lyme is a organization that started doing like weekly zoom calls Mm -hmm. um they do them every wednesday and thursday evening and then also saturday afternoons depending on what time zone you're in obviously (laughs) um but they basically reach out to people battling lyme disease on social media and say hey we're an organization that's trying to support all of you we're doing a zoom meeting if you want to join and Mm -hmm. they have a different topic every month so last month was um I think it was self-love. Yeah. And they have one person that hosts the Zoom meeting and you pop on. You just share your name, where you're from, a little bit about your like journey through getting diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And you can really share whatever amount you want to share. That's the best part. If you want to just hop on there and turn your camera and sound off the whole time you're more than willing to do that yeah. you know what I mean like the first, I know you've done that before the, oh yeah I mean I've popped on there with like the worst migraine ever and been like in the chat like hey guys I'm here but I'm like not here mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm just here to listen today love you all but I can't like participate today yeah and that's fine because they're all people that deal with the same symptoms as me so they're like I freaking get it mm-hmm. like I'm just we're just glad you're here we're yep. happy that you're putting this time for yourself into this um but yeah so they've been amazing I've gotten to host a call myself and that was super nerve-wracking but you know trying to get better at that public speaking (laughs) well I know that that's something that like you have a goal for yourself on too so like what an awesome experience part of the reason that we're recording this because this is part of my goals to get better at public speaking I love it um but yeah so Generation Lime has tons of other organizations like Global Lyme Alliance I've gotten to work with a few times they're one of the biggest foundations that works on um, driving donations for treatment and um, treatments and like just research of tick-borne illness Mm -hmm. in general so I've gotten like to kind of work with them a little bit they're who I do my fundraiser through every year so it there's so many different people and groups that I've gotten to connect with and like technically be part of yeah so it's super cool okay so you're I'm curious because I always confuse Generation Lime and Global Lime Alliance. Yeah. Are they? They're separate. Separate. Okay. Yeah, separate. I know I've like screwed up those names so many times before. So Global Lime Alliance is like one of the biggest foundations. Okay. Um, so if you think of like the cancer foundations okay. for like sicknesses like that. Yeah. Global Lime Alliance is like the top okay. Lyme disease foundation. Okay. So they do like um, different fundraisers um spread out through the world they Mm do um galas every year where they bring in like crazy yolanda hadid who battles lyme disease they've brought in ali hilfiger who battles lyme disease to come to their galas and like speak and just basically they're all they do is really drive donations okay for stuff Um, where generation lyme is a much smaller 
organization that was just started by, you know, a couple of Lyme warriors like myself mm-hmm. who were like, we all like each other. We all like talking to each other. Yeah. Why don't we just hop on a Zoom call and start inviting other people, see if they want to talk to us too. That's literally yeah. how it started. That's really cool. Yeah. And they've grown a lot and gotten a lot bigger. It's pretty fun to like jump onto the calls every week and see like, oh crap, there's like two new More people. Faces. There's three new people. There's five new people. Yeah. Like even after just doing it the other night, I had multiple people message me and they were like, hey, how do I join this? How do I become part of this? That's just cool. from me sharing that I had hopped onto the mm-hmm. Zoom call. So super, super useful. Yeah. That's how many cool. times can I say super, super today? A lot, <laughs> apparently. I didn't even notice. I think I've said so it So you quite called a few yourself times. out. Super, super. <laughs> super, super. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I do uh, feel like too, like what you look for on social media, like you'll find like, mm-hmm. If it's like a workout routine or like a skincare routine Mm -hmm. or like a recipe or hashtag skincare. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the number one of the top like trending hashtags. I Really? Yeah. But even like places to travel or places to eat, like there's so much education available on social media just through the social aspect Mm -hmm. of social media. Like you can figure out so much about like things that you'll like or things that will help you or places you want to go to, you know? So I think that just like basic education like that, that's too, so true through social, because awesome. you can just search a location that you're wanting to travel to yeah. and all of like the nice hotels in the area will pop up mm-hmm. and you can be like, Oh, that one looks good. I'm yeah. going to stay there. Or that restaurant looks good. I'm yep. going to make sure I eat there while I'm down there. Mm-hmm. There's so much that you can utilize on social media. Yep. And that way you don't have to figure it all out. Mm-mm. So nice. I think it's pretty funny um, the how much social media has grown in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, when did Facebook come out? We were in high school when Facebook came out. Yes. I remember it after my, it was like the next thing after MySpace. When we so how old were we? Do you remember? Do you remember what year of high school? Like junior year. Okay. I feel like that's right. I was yeah. going to say. Which would have been 2008. For us. Okay. 2007, 2008. Something, something around that time. Yeah. Um, And like before that was MySpace, which come on, everybody loves putting a song I, on their profile. Honestly, I, I mean, wish that I was could, the best thing about MySpace. I wish I could have my MySpace back. I like, wish I could have a song play every time somebody goes to my Instagram. Can oh we make gosh. this happen? I mean, your Instagram stories, that works, but no, yeah. like my profile. That would be so fucking cool. <laughs> so cool. We need a petition for this. But then you have like our parents who didn't have social media at all mm-hmm. when they were our age. Mm-hmm. So they don't even understand it so now. So they do not understand They're like, it. don't talk to strangers on the internet. And we're like, make your besties through yeah. Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. My parents get so freaked out when I tell them these people that I've connected with on social media. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, like they're my really good friend. They're like, you've never met that person in person. Like, so. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> I'm like, I know they're a good person. Yeah. Like, you just have to be smart about it, clearly. Well, also, I feel like showing people that you're a real human and not just like just posting photos, like get on video and talk to people. Exactly. Exactly. Get on Zoom calls like Generation Live. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Plugging that in here again. (laughs) Yeah. It's like building kind of beyond just Instagram. Yeah, for sure. So but that's so crazy. But then I think about the people even younger than us that have Instagram while they're in middle school right now. Oh, my God. Like, I'm sorry, I love social media in a lot of ways, but I cannot imagine going through middle school and high school with Instagram. We didn't have to do that. Yeah. That would, that's like a whole nother game there. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're that age, you're not thinking clearly or smartly at all. Well, and you're just trying to probably be liked. Mm -hmm. And then you think about the bullying Mm -hmm. and like... Just looking for validation on social media and wanting to be part of like a certain crew Mm -hmm. because the photos that they post look super fun, change who you are to fit in with that crew. And yeah, I don't, I could imagine that would be really detrimental. And let's not forget the whole phase of um, employers who were searching your Facebook for like ammunition to not hire you. Uh Do you remember that phase? Well, and, and now though too, like, 
like some celebrities are getting fired mm-hmm. from television for things that they had on social media yep. like years and years ago. So how for a crazy tweet that they sent out when they were like 17 years old. And you think about these kids who are tweeting who just have no freaking idea mm-hmm. like what's going on. Whoa. Yeah it's, yeah. it's wild. I do think that employers are doing a better job these days of not taking everything so seriously mm-hmm. like i remember when facebook first came out like the yeah. second you posted a picture of you holding a beer an employer was like nope <laughs> like or anything of that sort you Which know what i mean we used to do so much like oh, there yeah. were photos on my facebook with we talked We'll talk about this in another episode with our Simply Lemonade and vodka. Like, and we just look trashed. So, like, I recently deleted all that shit. I recently did, too, actually. So, sorry, guys. You can't find it if you search. <laughs> Please don't. It's gone forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I have definitely seen some employers nowadays be like, they'll see a picture of their employee, I don't know, doing something laid back and fun which you used to get in trouble for back Mm -hmm. in the day and now they're more so like okay well we all do that well like like brands are literally hiring influencers exactly hiring the the people thing too is a whole it that's a perfect example Mm -hmm. of it well i mean it's like they realize the opportunity for exposure through Mm -hmm. collaborating with these people Mm -hmm. and i mean i think it just goes back to the opportunity side of social media like you can get paid partnerships to sponsor products that you like. Mm-hmm. It was, like people are willing to pay you for that, you know? It's Yeah, it's cool, but it's also terrible at the same time yeah. in a lot of ways. Because I think about it too. I think of, um, say, like a t-shirt brand and they will give their t-shirt to somebody who's drunk 24-7 but they know that person will wear their t-shirt the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it's not about them promoting being drunk 24 mm-hmm. seven. They just know that person's going to be on social media, mm-hmm. posting a lot, wearing so, their t-shirt and mm-hmm. people are going to be like, that's a cool t-shirt. I'm yeah. going to buy that t-shirt. Yeah. So where back in the day, a brand would have been like, you're drunk 24 seven. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you wear that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to associate with you. <laughs> yeah. But if you think about social media, like so much of it is social selling. Like, yeah, I even think like this is weird, but like white claws, like white claws are probably as popular as they are because we see them on social media everywhere. Like mm-hmm. people, every time they're drinking a white claw, posting a picture, there ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. Yeah. If you have a catchy phrase. Mm-hmm. That goes a long way on social media these yep. days. If you have a witty hashtag that people can use, mm-hmm. people are like, that's hysterical. I'm going to use that. Yes. And that just creates so much more exposure for yeah. the brands. Yeah. I think <laughs> kind of what we've gotten at just like in this whole conversation is like there are pros and there are cons for to sure. social media. And like some of the pros may also have downsides, but I think it ultimately comes down to how you utilize social media. Mm-hmm the boundaries that you set around social media and just realizing that Instagram and like Facebook, it's not reality. Mm -hmm. Like it's people choosing and sharing the pieces of their life that they want to share. Yeah. And some people will use that to share good things and uplifting messages, but some people will use that to like just portray themselves in a way that's different than how they are and how they want people to see them so and some people won't even post pictures of themselves and they'll only show up to argue with you so (laughs) they're called called trolls (laughs) (laughs) or what was the other thing or karens (laughs) or bitches (laughs) bitches (laughs) um so speaking of social media though we want to let you guys know where you can connect with us and the podcast. So you can find me on Instagram, just Haley Deekel, H-A-I-L-E-Y-D-E-K-L-E. You can find Jess. You can find me at Healing Jess with an underscore at the end. I've actually tagged your account without the underscore. It's like, who is this? But also you can find the podcast at Social Soul Podcast. Yeah. So we want you to actually find us on Instagram and we want you to dm us and we want to know actually something that you're really excited about right Mm -hmm. now so send us a dm tell us something going on in your life 
that you're pumped about and you just want to share with us. And we will actually read some of those responses on upcoming podcasts. So. Yeah, it's a good opportunity for us to just learn like what excites you guys the most. Um, me just saying that made my mind go instantly dirty. So, OK, <laughs> well, you could still send those ones, too. They'll be interesting. Get excited. Um, but we might not read them <laughs> depending on what you share. But yeah, we just want to learn what like gets you guys going, makes you guys the happiest in life so that we can make sure that we kind of tailor our conversations around the things that you guys are interested in yeah and like what new things are going on like did you Mm -hmm. get a new job did you like what are you excited about right now yeah so send us a dm and is there anything else we're missing that we want to say before we go just we hope that you love the episode and we will chat with you and rate and review us yes (laughs) (laughs) and we're out bye guys